Good morning, guys. Uh, this podcast is because of a conversation I had with uh, Aaron Garrett, a young carver in the UK, who posted a story on Instagram about how he was a little shocked at how high the fees were for uh, transactions through Etsy. And we had a whole conversation. He mentioned that he was going to be working on a website and that hopefully that would allow him to shift over. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't do a website. At this point, you can just be selling through Instagram. And I pointed out that Nikki Gibson uh, on Instagram has done this really cool thing where she uses her story highlights. So she creates stories of all the pieces. She's a She does prints, but of all the prints that she has available for sale and then she puts them in a stories highlight and then she can shift them around as they're sold to a different stories highlight of stuff that's been sold and that way she can use her story highlights as a little shop or a gallery if you will of stuff that's available for people to buy without having to have a website and keeping all the eyeballs right there on her account you're not asking people to click through to a different thing and it really helps create this flexible system of presenting your work um, in a way that, you know, takes a little bit of effort to set up the stories, but honestly, probably less than setting up stuff in a website. So, uh, Aaron then asked me, well, you know, is there a point at which you think it's worth setting up a website? And I told him I'd, I gave him my answer, which I'll give here, but I then said, I'd sort of think about it and talk it over in a podcast episode. So what you're going to hear is me presenting what I told him, but then sort of going further. And I don't really know what I'm going to say yet, because this was literally five minutes ago. Um, so what, what I told him is, you know, if you're just starting out, the, the time when you need a website is when you need to convey to people a whole bunch of information, right? Where you can say to someone, go to my website, and uh, that, you know, there are links to all the different things there, right? So I have a book, I have a free ebook, I have a podcast, I have a blog, I have a magazine, I have uh, a gallery of forms that people can order from, I have a whole bunch of other things that people can get on lists for. It's just a lot of information. You know, sort of the information that I thought was most important when I started the website was like how I did what I did. But honestly, uh, I've, I've not yet heard from anybody that this was, that that was helpful. I, I mean, I think people probably read it, but I don't think it's makes or breaks them wanting something, right? The photo of the thing is what makes them want it. And my description of it in that moment not, you know, I source my wood from wherever and I use only these tools. Like, most people don't care. The other page that I think is less helpful, I used to think it was more helpful, was the about page. It was like, this is my story. And I think uh, I thought it was necessary because back in the day when people didn't really share much on Instagram of their life, and some people still don't, the way that you'd find out about somebody, or at least a few snippets more information, was 
if they had a website and an about page, you can be like, oh my God, I didn't know they were a graphic designer because they never shared that about themselves on social media. It was too siloed. And so this was like the one glimpse. But I think that, you know, if you're doing a good job sharing the entirety of your life or close to it on Instagram, thoughtfully with boundaries, then you don't really need an about page because people are going to get that from your Instagram feed. So what I told Aaron was, I think you know you need a website if you have a whole bunch of stuff that it's helpful to link to, right? So your website is the hub that people can find out about you from one thing, go to your website and get take a spoke out to some other thing. So it's a central hub. But if you don't really have a bunch of things yet, then you don't need the, the central hub. And, and sometimes the, it's a hub just for, uh, it's a hub to sort of have a gallery of forms and prices that you can post that people can order from if you're going that route of producing work. And I said to Aaron, I said, uh, you know, until the commissions that you have start to seriously outweigh the work you're doing on spec, meaning stuff that you do and then sell rather than do because somebody ordered it, then you probably don't need a website because Instagram is a far better vehicle than a website for selling things on speculation. You just do a post about it saying, here it is. And somebody writes back saying, I would like that. And... I see so many people doing the model of creating a batch of work, putting it on their website, and then announcing that it's on their website. Well, I think they probably would have done better selling it piecemeal as they made it, but it's because they feel stuck doing the website because the website provides the, the sales platform. But if you have PayPal or Square or Stripe or any other way of sending somebody an electronic message, or if like me, you're happy to take cash or check for domestic sales, then, uh, you know, and you have some way of, of entering that into your bookkeeping system, then you can just do that one by one. And I think there's a ton of advantages to handling orders that way because it makes it much more personal. I feel much more connected to somebody when I have to reach out and say, you know, I'd like to get this and they send me an invoice and I pay it rather than having to click on some buttons on a website and order. I may make a more impulsive buy in that respect, but it's no more impulsive to reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to buy that thing. And then you're kind of on the hook. You're not going to back off and say, oh, actually, I changed my mind. I think people worry about that. Stand by. So I had to stop for a woman with a dog going by. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So I think you get a much deeper customer interaction. And you still capture the spur of the moment feeling of, what the heck? I want this one. By telling people, you know, just reach out if you want this. So if you go to a commission model, it is helpful to have a website because uh, presumably at that point you have 
a gallery of shapes that you can do, that you have done, that you have photographs of, that people can then say, I would like one of those, please. And this is where uh, a website is helpful. But I will say, I, uh, I actually could probably change this. I have a website where I pay more to have it have a shop that's enabled. Actually, I can't because I do offer some stuff through my website. But if you are using your website just as a place to make a gallery of shapes, it's much easier to do that with images and text, uh, text brackets in a regular page than to set up the store and keep it disabled the way that I did because you can still post images and names and prices, but you don't need to pay for a website that has the store enabled. You can use one of the free versions, which is a lot cheaper, a couple hundred bucks cheaper a year than doing sort of the next tier up, which you would need if you were to offer stuff for sale on the website. Um, so it's not to say don't, start doing a website, but I do think that, um, I do think that that setting up your Instagram thoughtfully to make it clear the stuff is for sale and what stuff is still for sale can be done using the story highlights, where you do it in the stories and then you gather them into a highlight and you just make sure it's really clear that there's information on the story saying this is the price, be in touch if you'd like one. And if you're doing it regularly, and also mentioning regularly that you have a story highlights full of stuff that's available, people will pick up on that. And every time you post something new for sale, it's a chance for people to find you. Um, so let's say, for instance, that you are doing stuff in batches, and you gather all the batches to your website. I'm sorry, you, you, you post a batch of stuff to your website and you make one post saying, hey, a bunch of stuff is on my website. That's one chance for people to find you on Instagram. Let's say there's 10 things in that batch. If instead you were posting each of those things as they were ready to your regular feed and to your stories, that's 20 posts on Instagram that somebody has a chance to find you and your work by. They don't have to necessarily resonate with the exact thing. They just have to resonate well enough to go to your account and realize that they can browse through to other stuff. So you're vastly increasing your chances of being seen by breaking everything up into individual posts. Plus, that will have you taking beautiful photographs of each of your pieces individually, which will help you tremendously when setting up a gallery of your work later on on a website, because you'll have beautiful photographs of each of your forms individually, which I've found tremendously helpful, and which is why I still post images of my spoons by themselves, um, because I want those images later. So... Circling back full circle, 
why I don't believe in Etsy is that the, the idea of Etsy is that you're getting a lot more eyeballs than you would get yourself because anybody who thinks to themselves, oh, I bet the smell, so there's a bad smell here. And I bet it's this chestnut tree in bloom. I guess that's what it is. So where else am I smelling that smell? There was somewhere else. And I couldn't figure out what it was. That's fascinating. I bet it's that chestnut tree that's in bloom. Interesting. Um, okay, back to Etsy. Uh, yes, you're probably going to get more eyeballs potentially on your work in Etsy, but those eyeballs are going to be shopping around. They're not people considering if they want your work or not. They're people considering if they want your work compared to somebody else's work. And so you are much more in the sort of clamoring crowd trying to get attention on Etsy than you are on your own Instagram feed. And so putting your work up for sale on Etsy might feel like it gets you some sales, but at what price? You're not actually gaining uh, attention or customer um, loyalty or customer appreciation in that moment. You're much more of a commodity. And so a site like Etsy commodifies each of us and pits each of us against the other one in a way that is much more explicit and is, you know, based around giving the customer the best experience, not around giving you the best footing for your business. They, they pitch it to you as, well, it gives you access to thousands of people or however many hundreds of thousands of people who use Etsy. But really, come on, that's not true. Etsy is in it for Etsy. And for them, satisfied customers is, is really the commodity because they then take their fees off of each sale. So they don't care if you, as someone selling on Etsy, make a sale or not. They want people who are buying on Etsy to be satisfied. And so seven years ago, when I was initially thinking of selling, I set up an Etsy store uh, under some other account, not my own name, just to test, just to see I did some poking around, saw what people were selling things for, and thought I'd just test a couple things. And it was a bad experience. Um, so I would definitely recommend that people stay away from any place that gathers you together with other makers, and instead concentrate on drawing eyeballs to your own account because there you actually control the narrative and the feel and the whole thing. It's like, uh, you know, it's a, it's the digital equivalent of me teaching at some craft school versus me teaching at my house. I can go to a craft school and get more eyeballs, uh, potentially seeing my work through being in the course catalog and blah, blah. But I go there and I'm teaching in their space, which usually is not optimized for what I do. It's optimized for the totality of what they do. And I'm getting people who are not interested in me per se. They're people who are interested in the school. And what a difference that is teaching those people versus teaching people out of my home 
where anyone who takes the time to drive all the way to my house is invested in learning from me because they already have a relationship with me and they're excited to learn from me. And I can set the tone, I can set the feel of the whole thing, I can provide the food I want to provide, I can, you know, they're in the space that has inspired me, so it inspires them in the same way that feels authentic to uh, what I present on Instagram, because they're, they're seeing it in real life. That's the difference. And it's the same with Etsy versus selling on your own Instagram page. So the most valuable thing you can do is make sure that you are putting out content that is giving people a total view of your life so they see you as a human being, not just a source of spoons. And uh, and then making it really easy for them to see, here's my work that's available. Um, and then within that context, for sure, you know, making sure that your price point matches what feels right to you and what seems like it's getting traction and using your price as a lever and all that stuff comes into play. But I think not getting it twisted and thinking that you need to use Etsy or that you need a website um, is really the first step. And it's easy to look at somebody who's further along and say, well, they're doing it this way, but you're not seeing how they did it when they were your size. And sometimes the situation's changed to the point where it's not even helpful to see what they were doing back when they were your size. Um, I think, I think uh, my example is maybe helpful in that it was just three years ago that I was selling entirely off Instagram, just selling pieces in individual posts and I'd post them and they'd be sold and that was that. Um, and I built up from there, but I built it up deliberately maintaining those in-person connections um, and, and prioritizing that rather than shoving myself into the box that the website builders and the platforms like Etsy would like me to be in. That's it. If you have any questions about this, guys, please feel free to reach out directly through Instagram is the best. Um, uh, I'm always happy to share my experience about this. I only see a handful of people doing this, but the people who are doing this, it really seems to be working for. So uh, it's not just me as a proof of concept. I really think uh, this can work for anyone. Thanks for listening. Talk tomorrow.